0: Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you'll be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning, Silver Lake. It's great to be with you this morning. It's great to see all your guises. Bright and shining faces. They're like, oh, how how are you seeing us? We're like on a TV screen. I'm like, well, I see your faces. I see each and every one of you. And I and um, I'm so excited that that um, one of these days, really soon, we're going to be able to see you guys and um, have service together and um, and live. Not not that we're not live now, but you know what I'm talking about, right? So anyway, God's at work. Um. Stuff's happening. I think every day we're getting closer to it. So, so hang in there. But I just want to encourage you this morning. Um, what a great day! What a great time to be alive! This is the greatest time on, in the history uh, of time to be alive. And I believe that with all my heart. And God appointed you and and, and created you for this time and for this season. And you have you have um, certain abilities and certain skills and certain mindsets. That that um, God's placed you with, so so that that you can excel, even even in these hard times and, and the times that seem like like are um, really bearing down. Like we we've, we've done really good through through most of this, but I had like the hardest week um, I've had um, this week, and so just so many things not just hitting us but hitting people around us and dealing with so much stuff, I was just like, Father, I, I mean, I need your strength. And so then I had to go to the Bible and say, you know something, the battle's not mine, but it's God's. And so sometimes we have to just give it back to God and say, you know what, this is yours, Father, and I'm going to give it to you, and I'm not going to hang on to it, and I'm going to trust you with, with all that I have. And so it's just a step process, right? And I have to remind myself that it's a step process so it's one step at a time and so so when we focus on on those one step what what do I do next how do I how do I handle this next if you try to do it all at once you're gonna wear yourself out and then you're gonna be real tired anybody out there like I've been trying trying to to get keep you guys awake so if you're out there smile at me or or say hi or 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 say amen or something man you could I I see you man I know each and every one of your guys's face I've seen it and and I'm looking forward to seeing it again, but I can see it right now. So, so just raise your hand and say, Hey, yeah, Pastor James, I'm here. Amen. Let's way to preach it. And, and, um, that'll encourage me and keep me going. Cause I can feel, I can feel it. You know, even, even though, um, there, it might seem like there's a distance. I'm right here. In fact, I'm so close. I'm probably right here on your living room or, 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 um, your house or wherever you're watching. That's pretty cool. right? So anyway enough about that so i'm excited today because um today is shavuot actually it was probably started like two days ago i think um but um it's going through today so um but we'll celebrate this as shavuot sunday or you might know this day also as pentecost right anybody know what pentecost is right it is it, it's when the holy spirit fell right and, and um, they sent sent the disciples to the upper room, right? And this is where the first mention of a car comes in the Bible, because the Bible said they were in one accord, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm just I'm just joking with you. Um, actually, I'm not joking. They does say they were in one accord, so it might have been a, a car, right? So anyway, they were in one accord, and they they were in unity, and they they um, God and Jesus said, "I want you to wait, and I want you to tarry." So Jesus left. After forty days, but on the fiftieth day is Shavuot, and so so they have several things happening. You you have Yom HaBakri, which means the the feast of first fruits, right? Which is after Jesus is risen, and He's the first fruits, right? And so so um, <clears throat> then you got the counting of the Omer, waiting for for um, Shavuot, and and so there's so many is and harvest, harvest is in that fancy word, harvests. I'm, I, hey, I nailed it. Aren't you proud of me? You get, say, hey, yay, Pastor James, clap for me or something. Say, hey, so I know you're alive and awake out there. Hey, right, right? So anyway, so here here, here. there's so many harvests and so so many things in the Bible. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with, but this is an important one because like on Shavuot, as the Jewish people celebrate it, they're celebrating that This is the day that Moses come down the mountain, right? This is the day that the Ten Commandments come down, and when when they come down the mountain, what what happened? When the Ten Commandments come down the mountain, um, um, there was three thousand people were killed on, on on that day, right? And so so it, when the law come in, it uh, it brought death right away. But when the Holy Spirit fell on Pentecost, the Bible says that three thousand people gave their life to 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 Jesus. And it was a miracle, and they they were talking uh, um, in other tongues, and and the power of God was coming alive in their in their lives and in their hearts, and and you seen miracles all over. And they're like, "Are these guys drunk? What's the matter with them?" It's just like nine o'clock in the morning, right? It's like a, like a, I think people probably asked me that same thing this morning. What's the matter with you? Are you on some? Are you drunk? Or? No, I'm not. I'm just happy with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, right? And we can be that way. and and that's how his love is is when he fills you up with his joy and he fills you up with his peace how do you not react like that right so anyway (laughs) to to go on but it was a great great miracle and so peter gets up the same dude that had denied jesus we just talked about that like last week right how how uh now he had denied Jesus, and then he refer, uh, reaffirmed his love, right? But now here Peter's standing up, the same same dude that denied Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. But then he reaffirmed his love, not not once, not twice, but three times, right? And now the Holy Spirit falls, and Peter is a changed man. That this man who was ready to to run and go to the hot dog stand, now he's ready to stand up and say, no matter what right no matter what i'm gonna follow you jesus it's the same dude like there there's a story about how when, um he knew he was going to be crucified and he started uh to to leave town and as he's leaving town he saw jesus walking he was walking walking into town and he said where are you going and he said i'm going to be crucified anew and so peter turned around and said no <laughs> that's me it's my time and so anyway it's a great story um you should check it out out sometime or maybe I'll share more with you about it but that's a different story but I love I love how Peter um, was and how his heart was and how he became so bold that, that he just watched he, he just you could just watch the change in, in his life and so he stands up hey guys it's nine o'clock in the morning you're right and we're not drunk like you think we are right but this is what Joel talked about in Joel chapter two, in the last days I'll pour my spirit out upon all flesh and your your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And then he got, and it goes on from there, but he's saying, this is what this is. This is the fulfillment of it. And if that was the case back then, how much more is that the case for us now? And so we can walk in, in, the, in the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in, in the light of God's love and walk in the grace of Jesus and, and do it in a ways that we never dream possible if we'll just trust him if we'll just hang in there cuz I'm telling you every time man it seems like I get hammered I know God's getting ready to do something big and, and the enemy the only thing he can do is discourage us right only thing he can do is you know what I'm going to discourage you and I'm going to get you get you down and and if I can get you down and if I can get to your heart then then I can I can um, Maybe not stop what God's going to do, but I can slow down what He wants to do in your life. And so, like, I just refuse. I I'm not not going there. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus, and I'm going to go back when I start feeling like like things are getting overwhelmed. You know what I do? Like anybody out there feel like that sometimes? Yeah. Hey, raise your hand if you do. Give anybody. Come on now, be good. I'm glad some of you guys are like, hey, this is awesome. I ain't having no problem. Uh, some of some of you are like, thank you so much. I needed that, right? And so, but we're all getting through this together, but breaking it down just to one more step, to one more, to one step at a time. Let's just let's just take the next breath. I know people out there hurting so bad that that going through so much and, and I was ministering, I got to talk with a little bit to a young men. who used to go to our church and He's gone through so much, and 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 all in one day, I was like, "Good Lord," and God, what's going on? And so, so I just encouraged him like that, and and that's how how I'd encourage myself, or encourage you, or encourage anyone else. Go back to the basics. Go back to just trust in Him. It's the same thing that when we got saved, the Bible says, "Believe in your heart and confess in your mouth, and you will be saved." Right. So, what I believe in my heart that God's gonna get me through this. And when I believe in my heart, I'm gonna start telling you, you know what? God was there. He was there for me at this time. So I remember kind of like you see David at Ziklag or you see Jehoshaphat, right? When they're getting ready to go to the Bible, go into battle, right? They sent the singers, the choir. Hey, how you like that, Jim? And all you folks out there with the, with the choir. Hey, we're going to battle. Hey, hop up there, music team. Hop up there, singers, let's go. You know why? They sent them in, and you know why? It seems like everyone wants to muzzle the songs and and the worship, and because there's power in that. And I realized that even more this week when I was listening to some of the politicians and and professionals speaking about church. You can have church, but I don't want too much singing, and I'm like, you ain't gonna shut up our singing, right? We're gonna sing, and we're gonna praise, and we're gonna worship God, because that's where the power is if we have to stand 800 feet away, right? And so, anyway... The enemy would like to shut us up. And I don't think people do that on purpose, by the way, right? Don't get mad at, don't, don't just get, don't get all mad at, at, at those people. Cause, cause they don't understand. And some of them have a, a good heart and mind, but we don't war against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And it's a spiritual battle, Right. But we're gonna fight it in the spiritual, and that's what 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 that is. We can praise God, and we can remember what God's doing in our lives and in our hearts, and He'll do something so big it'll it'll blow your mind, right? So we, we can believe in our heart, confess in our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you're saved, right? So I remember those things, like I like David at Ziklag. I I I bring to remembrance those victories. I remember when God brought me through this, and I remember when God brought me through that, and then it helped settle me. And then I started praising him. And you know what happens? Just like, I know I've got the victory even before I see it. And you're going to have that same thing if you'll just trust him. But we need a heart. We need, we need wisdom in our heart and we need understanding in our heart. And that's where I'm going to kind of go today. I'm going to go in Proverbs, right? If you need wisdom, you know, that's kind of a smart book, right? The dude that wrote this was like the smartest or wisest maybe not smartest you can be smart not wise at all right you can be smart and be dumb as a box of rocks when it comes to how how to get around on this planet right but but it's the wisdom of the world's foolishness right <laughs> but god's wisdom it, is supreme and it reigns and so anyway here here's proverbs and i'm going to start right here and uh, I'm just gonna start in Proverbs four one, and I'm gonna read just a second, and then I'm gonna get you guys out of here um, fairly shortly. I'm only gonna go three hours today. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you thought that was funny, raise your hand. Oh, man, nobody raised their hand. That's not very nice, Ken. No. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Proverbs chapter four verse one. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. When I was a boy in my father's house, still tender and an only child of my mother, he taught me and said, lay hold of my words with all your heart. Right? But something about all our heart, right? Serving the Lord with all heart. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Like he doesn't want just part of you, he's like, I want every part of your heart. Because when I have every part of your heart, then 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 I can make it new. And he's making it new anyway. Like some of us have little crevices, and we're like, you have this part, but you can't have that part, right? Well, we're, some of us are growing into that. But if we'll just surrender those places, surrender those things where you're going having trouble in, and say, here, Father. This is yours, I give this to you too, and watch what it, what he'll do, right? You guys with me? y'all you raise your hand, hey, hey. Ah, I see it, You're. I think you're awake. Hey, you might be asleep, wake up there. Ah, now that I see you, okay, good. I'm glad I got you back up. Thanks for hanging in there, i probably put myself to sleep too. How's <laughs> a boy? This is too much fun, seriously. When I was a boy in my father's house, still tender and an only child of my mother, he taught me and said, lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commandments and you will live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. You know what the Bible says with, in all you're doing, get wisdom. Get understanding. And you know where you get it at? It's, it's like not, not a mystery. He didn't say, hey, you gotta go to Harvard and Yale, and then you'll be, be the wisest person on the planet. No, that, that that's not, not true, right? It Wisdom comes from God. Understanding comes from God. Now you can have with the world's wisdom, right? And you can have the world's understanding, but it's gonna be on a whole different plane. Like we talk about science and science is great. And science is not opposed to what God's word is, right? Science is confirmed a lot by God's Word, right? God talked about the earth being round when scientists thought it was flat. Remember that? Right? So anyway, so, so there's a lot of, a lot of um, the, the world's wisdom that they depend on where if they'd go to the Bible and look up at the science in the Bible, they'd find answers that they never knew existed that they still haven't found yet that God knows about. And that's something else, right? Anyway... I'm not against science, by the way. I love science. I'm just trying to say the 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 God and science are not two separate things. It's not one here and one here. God created it, right? So it fits in Him just like everything else does. And when you try to separate it from it, say, "Well, there's no God or this or that," man, you're you're an idiot, right? I'm just sorry, straight up. Sorry, I'll, you can pray for me. I love you though. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. If you forgive me, please raise your hand. Okay. Here it is. So get wisdom. Proverbs 4, verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or or swerve from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Do you know what he's trying to say? He's saying, get wisdom. Wisdom. Though it cost you all you have, get understanding. Esteem her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will set a garland of grace. A garland of what? Of grace. Right? Undeserved, unmerited favor on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. Okay, so now... I'm running I'm running out of time. Imagine that, right? So I was gonna go over here to, to Acts chapter two, but I want get, to get through here because like I already had someone falling asleep here and I had to wake them up. So I don't want y'all to fall asleep for me. So anyway. Are you doing good? Everybody alright? Should, should I go ahead and finish this up? Okay. Well, I'll I'll kind of finish this up. Right. So so now we're going to first Corinthians and it's talking about God's wisdom versus humanity's foolishness. And I'm going to start in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 17. And it says this, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. And I think that that's one thing that we can do a, a lot is we can find, there's a lot of wise people and they got good advice, but maybe their advice isn't at the right place at the right time for you. And maybe it goes contrary to what God wants to do. So sometimes it's better for us to say, you know, I'm going to seek first, like Matthew 6, 33, I only like preached on that for like 20 weeks, right? Seek you first, the kingdom of God, right? And his righteousness, well, what's in the kingdom of God, right? His wisdom, his understanding, his word, his Holy Spirit that will lead us and it will guide us. And, and before before Pentecost, right, the Holy Spirit would fall upon people, right? But in Pentecost, at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell and, and inhabited them, right? When you're they, He filled them, right? So that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you. Man, can you? That's good news, right? So that means there's there's a powerhouse living inside you, right? No wonder it says, if God be for us, who can be against us, right? No wonder it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He said, I'm not just going to have the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you, but I'm going to live in you and I'm going to live through you. And we're going to be close for the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be closed for the, for, for the grace of Jesus and for, for his mercy and for who he is, the person of Jesus, as we walk out in him and through him. Isn't that good news? We're just being the Father's hands extended to, to everyone around us, right? So he's like, not human with not with words of human wisdom. We're not seeking people's advice all the time, although there's wisdom in that too, right? But seeking first the kingdom of God, right, and His righteousness, not your righteousness, not the law, right on the law they, you you can't do the law. Right, the law come down and God said, you you got to do all this, and they sit up and said, we can do that. Yes, we can. What idiots, guys? Like you guys. Like, not idiots, I mean, they're my relatives, good lord, maybe that's what it says about me. But, I mean, a lot of us are idiots, right? When we think that we can live by the law and keep it all. Man, I'm on a roll today. Am I being too cowboy and too straight? If I am, I'm not sorry. Like, I I don't have time in these times to sugarcoat stuff. And I'm going to get down in the dirt with you. Someone out there is watching, you don't even go to Silver Lake. You're, you're like like I'm tired of fluff. Well, ain't, you ain't getting fluff this morning, right? So listen up, I'm talking to you, right? So anyway, so if you like that, raise your hand. <laughs> I, I love this. This is awesome. I can see every one of you. Like wow, that's awesome. And you're like yeah. It's like a wave. You can you want to do a wave? Like ooh, ooh And No, okay. Never mind. How. Uh, I'm back. (laughs) Sorry. I kind of checked out, man. And I'm not even like been trapped in my house going stir crazy. (laughs) She should have seen me then. You should have really prayed for Linda. Probably should still pray for her right now. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of god wow to the world it doesn't make any sense that god would send his son his only son the son that he loved so that you could have life and have life abundantly he's it doesn't make sense that that he would set it up where, where under the law, the law would be the teacher, right? To bring us to a place where we said, I can't keep it, right? It's only because of you that I have any hope, that I have any salvation. It's all in you and nothing about me. Man, the world's wisdom's like, well, I'm going to do something to get something, I, 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 mean, it's, it's, it's even in capitalism, right? So what, what do you do? I'm gonna sell a bunch of stuff, and I'm gonna get a lot of money. And I'm a capitalist, by the way. Like I love, I love free markets, and I love stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is when we come to a place, and and we're we're like so dependent on what we can do, and we think that we're good enough to get ourselves a God without a sacrifice. We're gonna fall, and and we're gonna we're gonna fall short maybe not fall all the way, but it's going to mess us up in, in our walk and mess us up in, in what we do. And, you know, I was just reading in 1 Corinthians earlier, preaching the other day about how sometimes we're free to, we're free to do stuff, but sometimes we shouldn't do stuff, right? <laughs> what if maybe going back to that legalism is one of those things? You're free to do that. You're free to do that, but it will take your walk back a billion years. And then it's really kind of an insult to the cross because it's not about what we do, it's about what he's done. And when we walk in that, then we're free. In whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? You like that? Hey guys, can you guys hear me? Okay, raise your hand. If, I see I see that. I see that hand, right? Okay, I'll get on with the word. Like, Man, would you just shut up and get to the scriptures? Can I say shut up on TV? So if I can, bleep it out, please. Okay. Man, I'm having a fun morning. So 1 Corinthians chapter 18 for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved it is the power of God, for it is written. It is what? It is written. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise The intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believed. Isn't that good news to save those who what believe like man you can you can have all the degrees and all the philosophy and all the other stuff but if you don't believe in me isn't what good does it do what good is it because you're going to miss it because you're going to miss what i've really done and who i really am but if you'll come to me right there's a dude in the Bible. Um, I think his name was, or not in the Bible. There's this dude, his name was George Washington Carver. Like, he, he invented all this stuff from peanuts, right? But he went to God one day, and he said, you know something, God? He said, I want you to show me the, all the secrets of the universe. And God said, look, your little peanut brain can't handle all the secrets of the, of the universe. So he said, how about you just show me all the secrets of the peanut? And you know what God did? He did, and there's like over 500 patents this dude got from peanuts because... He, he was a scientist and he was smart, but he was above smart. He didn't just have, have the world's smartness and the earth's smart, smartness, but he had a kingdom mentality and he knew who to go to and he knew who created him and who created the universe and who created the world. And, and he literally changed his world and many other people's world because he's like, you know, I ain't gonna take that as an insult. I think that's a clue, man. And look what God did. What's God telling you? Have you gone to God and asked him about stuff? He said, hey, what's the secret of the universe? Uh, Huh? Have you asked him? Hey, where do I go next? I know some of you are asking him that right now. I'm telling you, he hasn't left you. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And you can trust him, right? I'll go on. I've got three minutes. Verse 22, Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Who's the power of God? Who's the wisdom of God? Jesus. You need power? He lives inside you. You need wisdom? He lives inside you. You have it. Trust Him. Believe. Surrender to Him. You hear me? Say, yeah. I said, Man, you look funny in Mr. McGoo glasses. Man, I didn't realize how funny I look, but actually, it's pretty blurry. That's why it looks funny. Otherwise, I, I need like clear thing because then I would look really, really handsome. Brothers, think of what of what you were when, when you were called. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I want to think about that, right? But maybe it's good to know where we come from. Maybe like Peter. He knew where he come from, right? We talked about that. He's a fisherman, man, and he runs into Jesus, and Jesus changes his world. And then even after Jesus changes his world, when Jesus is going through his toughest time, he's forsaken. He forsakes him, not not once, not twice, but three times. But he didn't leave him there, and God changed who he was, and he did it through love. And he did it because he like he even told him he was going to do it. Peter stands up. Here he is on Pentecost, and I'm so thankful for 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 Shavuot and for for Pentecost and and for this day. Because it shows me how full God's redemption is, how full God's grace is, how full God's love is. Some of you are still living back in what you once were. And you can't get rid of it, and you can't shake it off, and that's all you're focusing on. I want to tell you something that—that's gone. The Bible says, it "says Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new." You are a new creation in Christ. Once you accept Jesus, maybe you're—you haven't accepted Jesus yet. If you haven't, all you got to do is say, "The Bible says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and you will be saved." So I—I I just like, man, Father, man, I blew it, but I believe. That you sent your son Jesus. And Jesus I believe that you died for me. And I commit my life to you. Every part of it. Every part of my heart. And I receive you. If you said that prayer. Get a hold of us. You can email us at, at, um, at the Silver Lake Baptist Church um, web address. Which will probably be popping right up about here. Or here. Or hopefully not here. Because that will block all the beauty right? Please get a hold of us and let us know that you said that prayer. I am running out of time and, um, not running out of time. I got all of the time in the world, but I'm running. I, I want to keep this video short. So, um, at it in a certain length. So I'm gonna, um, uh, check off here and see you next week. But I, I'm serious. If you're out there and you just said that prayer, Get a hold of us. If you need prayer out there, if you're going through stuff, don't do it alone. We're here for you. We love you. We we want to walk through this with you, right? No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're struggling with, we love you and we're here for you and, and we, we want to help you get through it. So anyway, Pastor James here for Silver Lake Baptist Church in Everett, Washington. I love every one of you guys. And um, I'm so thankful to you and so thankful for everyone who's worked so hard and, and, and kept everything rolling and, and we're doing great. We're getting through it and I mean, we're not just getting through it, we're thriving and I'm excited about that. So I will see you next Sunday, either here, maybe one of these Sundays I'll say that and it'll be live. And I know it will and it's coming very soon. Watch. Anyway, love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.